Mar says that if a person doesn't have shoes, if a person doesn't have shoes, so they should sell the beams of their house so that they could buy shoes. It's more important to have shoes on your feet than to have a roof over your head. So the Hedig Yisabracha, Rabbi of Majitz, explained that what this means is that a roof over our head, a roof over our head means that which separates between Shamayim and Aretz. A roof over our head is what separates us from the heavens. There's a footnote in the Sefer Choriv from Rav Shemshem Rafal Hirsch. Ah, I like to picture Rav Shemshem Rafal Hirsch and the Majid Rabbi sitting together at a table in Shemaim right now talking about this. Because, you know, <laughs> two different worlds, but when we bring them together in our own neshama, they, they, they come together and they fit brain. In a footnote to the Sefer Choriv, Rav Hirsch writes that the whole Indian of a, of a yarmulke of a kippah, of the head covering, is that just like, according to the Gemara, according to Chazal, a person needs to separate between the upper part of their body and the lower part of their body. That is to say that there should be some sort of belt or the waistband of a person's pants or something that separates between the upper part and the lower part of their body. Because after all, the heart and the brain, these are higher aspects of human emotion and human intellect, which are different than animals. And the lower parts, like the Gemara says in Chagiga, that human beings are like animals in three ways and like malachim in three ways. The ways that we're like malachim are more akin to the upper parts of our body and the way that we're like animals in terms of having to get rid of waste and reproduction and different things like that is more similar to animals. And so we separate between the upper part of our body and the lower part of our body. So Shemesh Falher says that the, the the head covering that a person wears, the head covering that a person wears is like a gartel for the human mind. It's like a gartel for the human mind because even the highest part of the human being, the intellect, which is the highest part of the human being, when compared with the divine intellect, says Rav Shemshon Falhersh, is embarrassed. Like, the difference between the lower part of my body and the upper part of my body is not even close in terms of, okay, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference, but... Compare that with my brain versus the divine mind. It's, it's infinitely greater in terms of the level of needing to cover the... So the head covering is a gartel for the human brain to make sure that we don't... Especially for people, that's maybe... He doesn't say this, but that's maybe a distinction. I'm not getting to this right now. But I dive in dirty that I should say the things that need to be said and that people should hear them only they need to be heard, so I'm not afraid. And maybe that's one of the reasons why, why men, even before they're, women after they're married, they also put on the head covering, but before they're married, men also, maybe that has to do with the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, which is, a, again, women are encouraged to learn Torah, but there's a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, which is incumbent upon men, even boys, shinantam levanecha. And so a person who learns Torah might think that that combustion that takes place when the Torah enters into my mind is sufficient to make my mind the divine mind. And so that a person should come with a bit of humility, 
So that a young man who's studying Torah should come with a bit of humility, even if they're not married, and even after they're married, we cover our head as if to say, the roof over the house is, is akin to that. There, there's some sort of block that separates us from, from Shemaim. Shoes under our feet means something that separates us from, from the earthiness of the world. Shoes separate a person from the earthiness of the world. Dafka in the Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is told to take off his shoes because he's in a Makam Kadosh, where it's, there's no danger of taking off his shoes. But being overly connected to the earth without some sort of intermediary between us and the earth, the whole Indian of dancing in Chasidus and in Pnei Torah is lifting oneself just to tefach off the ground. What that does, to lift oneself and tefach off the ground. Just to remove oneself for a moment. There's gravity that keeps pulling us back down, and that's the earthiness of this world, the chumris of this world. But just for a minute to jump off the ground, to be two feet off the ground, is the definition of dancing in halacha. Two feet off the ground means I'm already detaching myself from this world. Shoes are a bit of a way of detaching oneself from the world. So the Yisabracha says that a person should take the roof off of their head if they have to choose between having a roof over your head and shoes under your feet it's kedai to have a roof over your head so you can, so you can it's kedai to take the beams excuse me out of the roof sell them so that you can take the money and buy some shoes so you can have separation between them what that means is that sometimes the roof over our head means that there are things that are higher things that are not lefiar darga that are not really in accordance with our level. That a person has no real business if they would look themselves in the mirror and they would say, do I have any business learning these types of things? Do I have business, you know, approaching the Torah in this way? Maybe I should stick to the basics. But sometimes a person needs to take the roof off of the ceiling, even if just for a minute, so that they could buy shoes for their feet. It means to say that sometimes a person needs to peer into the things that are above, that are above their level, that are beyond the roof, which is separating between themselves and maybe higher types of Torah. So that maybe for a minute, they'll be able to separate themselves from the earth, just for a minute. And so for me, personally, Every week is, is a terror. It's, a, it's terrifying coming here. I, I, it could be that one week I'll come in here and I just will have nothing to say. I don't know. I, there's a certain type of Torah that a person learns that's called taking the roof off and peering a little bit and allowing Hashem to do the work. There's a certain type of Torah that a person is able to connect to where they know, like Rav Kuk writes in Orza Torah, that the Chutzpah Yaske of the Ikvis of the Mashiach, like the Gemara says at the end of Sota, that at the end of time, at the end of days, chutzpah yaske, there's going to be this outpouring of chutzpah in the world. That people, some of them who are sitting in this room, who, if given a Mishnah to read, without Nakudos, wouldn't be able to read it, but they want to know the deepest secrets of Kabbalah. So if Cook says that's a chutzpah, but that's a holy chutzpah, he says that's, that's good. He says, good. He said, we're going to reach a time where there's going to be people, no one in this room is, but there's going to be people in the world, this is a nusach that I've heard from 
many of my teachers. There are going to be people in the world who don't even know how to spell the word Moshe Rabbeinu, and they're going to want to know the deepest secrets. But like the Baal Shem Tov said, that there's going to come a time in world history where just having a Jew who says Shema Yisrael is going to be a Chiddush like, like, like the Baal Shem Tov himself. It's going to be like huge, big Rebbe's. You know, when you say Shema, you still believe in the unity of God, you still believe in the unity of God, that's, you're like, you're a Rebbe. How many people in the world believe that Hashem is that everything is filled with elukus, is filled with godliness, is filled with light, and then even things that look like they're, that they're causing chaos in the world are, like we've spoken about before, when I know that Hashem is behind everything, I call it bluff, and immediately everything is mishapich or. That chutzpah yasker of Kuk said is the chutzpah of the Meshicha that we demand that even though we don't know simple things, we want to know the highest things. It means taking the roof off of the ceiling so that maybe for a second we could create some shoes to separate ourselves from the earth for a minute. And even though a roof over the ceiling is protective and you don't lightly take the roof off of your off of your house, especially not in weather like this. You don't haphazardly take the roof off the ceiling. You don't, without hachana, without having a moment of tshuva, as I tried to, before, as I'm entering into this space every week, I, I tried to have a moment of tshuva, and I hope that you join me, to break your, not, not to make yourself sad, but to break your heart a little bit. You're not being right to discuss Torah in the manner that we discuss it here. And not in only the way that we discuss it here on Thursdays, but in the way that we discuss it here in the Shiva. We're not ready for this Darga, for the Torah that we learn. We're not ready for that at all. Adam la'amul yulad, the Chida said, Adam la'amul yulad. Man was created to work. We don't want to work so hard. We want to get inspired without so much work. Adam la'amul yulad. Chida said, Amal. Adam Amal Yilad Amal is the Rosh Hashanah's Enayim Mila Lashon. Eyes, Brismila, and mouth, tongue, speech. For a person to learn the Torah that we're learning, and that's being not just us, not, not, it's not a function of us. For us to be able to learn the Torah that we're learning in our generation that's coming down hundreds of pages of the most earth-shattering Torahs that are being revealed by this Tachina Rebbe on a weekly basis and by Ravitch Meyer Morgenstern and by Rav Avram Tzvi Kluger and if you've never heard of these names you'll, you'll, you'll ask people around and you'll, you'll hear these names from people in Yeshiva from our Yeshiva and other Yeshivas these Torahs that are coming down with such force and with such a torrent of like the roof has been taken off. And to the degree that we recognize that we're not worthy of that, and that these tzaddikim are being misakin themselves, they're both fixing themselves and also like sakana, like a lesson of samach, not mitakin, but they're putting themselves in a, in a state of sakana. They're being mitakin themselves every second to reach higher and higher levels. And to draw down into our generation because we need a medicine which is so strong that if we don't, if we ignore this medicine, there's no way 
my, my brother likes to say, my older brother likes to say, that the curse that Chava was given when she was uh, escorted out of Gan Eden, that Hashem said to her, part of her curse is that her children, it's a curse for any mother to have some, something like this to her children, that the, the Nachash, he will, he will bite your heel and you will step on his head. He will bite you, your heel. Now, everybody knows that when a Nachash bites your heel, even if you step on his head, it's too late. Poison's already injected. He will bite your heel and you will step on his head. It's very esoteric. That's, that's the Lashon of the Pasuk in, in Bracious. So my brother, Moshe Tzvi, likes to say that what that means is that as we move through history, the Yitzhar gets stronger and stronger. The Yitzhar is the Nachash. And at the end of time, at the end of time, at the end of time, and I'll add why I thought of this now, which he doesn't say, at the end of time, it's going to be the heel of the human beings, meaning us, the ikvis of the Mashiach, the, the heel, the heel of the Jewish people, which is the lowest, toughest, you know, people could walk on hot coals. It's the most lowly part of the, the most desensitized part of the whole human being. The ikvis of the Mashiach is going to, is going to be, at its, we're going to be human, the Jewish people are going to be in a, certainly in a revealed state in terms of our ability to to navigate spirituality and the whole, you know, covered for us of, of being there, more people learning, but the quality and the, and the tzidkus and like the, the enayim and the mila and the lashon and things being where they need to be, it's going to be the heel against the head, meaning it's going to be the lowest against the most powerful part of the snake. What, a, what, kind, of, what kind of head-to-head is that going to be? It's not a head-to-head, it's a foot-to-head. And so the nachash is going to bite the heel and deliver its poison. And Dafka, our generation, is going to step on the head. That's what my brother said. Dafka, the generation of the heel, is going to step on the head of the Nachash, and we are going to win. Ah, but we're bit by the snake, and we're going to die. So Hashem revealed the most unbelievable, unbelievable medicine. It's true, we are going to be bit by the snake, if we haven't already been bit by the snake. We're bit by the snake. We're bit by the snake. We're bit by the snake. But Hashem gave us the medicine. Only, only a fool, only a person who's blind would ignore the medicine that's sitting on the shelf. That's right there. And the medicine is a little bit taking off the roof once in a while and looking above and, and, and dipping that, that, that bitten heel into the soothing water of, of primis Torah, of unprepared Torah, of trying to dip into light, of spending a lifetime, hopefully, and certainly within the context of this 45 minutes to an hour, of spending a whole week immersing ourselves in Shas and Poskim, in the Gemara and Shulchan Aruch, in the Torah and the Beis Yosef, and the Ritva and the Ketos HaChoshen, and Kulu Haivu to then take the risk of lifting off the cover for a minute and trying to get some of that precious medicine so that we can continue on in this fight. So Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu is told to take off his shoes in a holy place, which is also interesting. Moshe Rabbeinu is told to take off his shoes in a holy place. 
And that's, that's a wild thing. To take off your shoes is a much bigger sakana than to take the roof off. Or is it? I don't even know. I'm not even sure. For Moshe Rabbeinu to take off the shoes, dafka because it's in a holy place, so it's okay, means something unbelievable, means something hard to even wrap our heads around. It means to perfect oneself, so to be in a place where somehow the heels itself, normally what do we do? We take off the roof to see what's above, what's going on above the roof. Hashem is preparing Moshe Rabbeinu here to like invert reality, that somehow Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be able to be shoev, he's going to be able to take Kedusha even from the Arceus itself in this particular place. Because he's teaching Moshe Rabbeinu the secret, and now I share this with you, he's teaching Moshe Rabbeinu the secret that up and down, Shamayim and Aretz is more a function of where is the Rabbonish level. We spoke about this once before. I don't remember. It all blends together. I don't remember if it was this year or a different year. But we once spoke about this before by the dream of Yaakov Avinu. It says that the Malachim during the dream of Yaakov Avinu, this Sulam, this is from the Hart Svi, from Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank. Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank writes in the Hart Svi Torah that there's a Sula Mutzav Arts of Roshim Gashmayim, the Malachi Elokim, Olim Vyordimbo. They're going up and down the ladder. So the Hart Svi says, up and down the ladder. Malachim are in Shemayim, right? So they go down the ladder and then up the ladder. They don't go up the ladder and down the ladder. So the Hartzvi says, but if you look, it says, Vashem Nitzav Alav. Hashem was standing over him. Chazal understood this as Hashem was standing over Yaakov Avinu in this vision. Which means that when the Malachim are going down, what we would call down the ladder, they're headed towards Hashem, who's standing over Yaakov Avinu. That's called going up. That's called going to Shemayim. Person's going to heaven because Hashem is standing over Yaakov Avinu. That's called going up. When they go away from Hashem, Kiviachl, whatever that means, when they experience going away from Kutshabrichl back into the Hester, even though they're headed towards Shemayim, up the ladder, what we would call up the ladder, that's called going down. It's called going away. And so the Rabboni Shalom is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, You think that you're in Mitzrayim, you think that Hashem cannot be found in this place, just like Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu woke up from the dream and he said, Ma no How wild is this place? I didn't even know Hashem was here in this place. And that was in the holiest place on earth. And Hashem is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, take off your shoes because here by the snare where I am being misgala myself to you. So you could take off your shoes even because it's ki'ilu, you're headed towards Shammai. This makum is kadosh. This is a makum kadosh. Chavetz Chaim said, you can look in Chavetz Chaim al-Torah. Part of the Chavetz Chaim al-Torah is a section called Masa Melech. I don't remember if it's in the actual section of the Chidushim of the Chavetz Chaim or it's in these short Maisen that I brought on the side. The Chavetz Chaim said that Hashem doesn't specify exactly where Moshe Rabbeinu is at that moment. He says, Hamakum, the place where you're standing is holy. It means that a person can transform any place that they are. Wherever a person finds themselves, no matter how deep in Mitzrayim you might find yourself, you can invite Hashem to that place by talking to Him, by bringing Him to that place. 
Hashem promises. Chazal tells the Mishnah in Mesechus Avos that if 10 people are sitting and learning Torah together, which we have right here, then the Shechina is there. If you have five people, if you have two people, if you have one person learning Torah, the Shechina is there. When a person calls out to Hashem, Hakore, like I spoke about by, by Yutas Kislev, for anyone who was there, Hakore Batorah, someone who calls out from the Torah. doesn't mean if you read the Torah. Hakore Batorah, the Giazman HaMikra. If you're reading the Torah and it comes time for Kriyat Shema, so then here's the Halacha. That's how the Mishnah goes in Sechus Brochos. Hakore Batorah is understood by the Baal Tanya to mean that every time a person learns Torah, they're calling out Hashem, they're summoning Hashem. Like when I Kore Lechaver, when I call to my friend. Kore Batorah means I call to Hashem through the Torah. I bring Hashem towards me to the Torah and I create a Makum Kaddosh in that place. Maybe that's why some of the Chavra here like to go against the yeshiva's rule and take off their shoes in the base measures. Because <clears throat> in a Makum Kaddosh, a person, a person is, able to, is able to be Shoev Kiddush from that place because Hashem is found in that place. Even in the Mitzrayim of your life, no matter what Mitzrayim you might find yourself in, even in the depths of Mitzrayim, Hashem reveals Himself to Moshe Rabbeinu and says, the makom that you're standing, as the Chavetz Chaim said, any place, the makom that you're standing, is an un- that, that's not just true of where Moshe Rabbeinu is there. But it means that a person has the ability, a human being has the ability to turn Mitzrayim into a place of the godly revelation. The Ostrov Tzarebi, the Ostrov Tzarebi in the Sefer, Meir Eini Chachamim, writes by... Either by Parshas Yisro or, or maybe it's when he talks about by the Chag of Shavuos. So in the Sefer Meir Eini Chachamim, the Ashtar quotes a Medrash Plia, a wondrous Medrash. The Medrash says that, how do you say the word I in Hebrew? Ani. Ani. So what's this Anochi? Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Asher Tzisicha Meir Tzisayim, we took you out of Egypt. So the Ashtar quotes this Medrash Chazal. That the word Anochi is Alashon Mitzri. That's not a Hebrew word, that's a Mitzri word. The first word that the Rabbonu Shalom said, the first word of Torah that Hashem taught to the Jewish people, yes, the first word of the Torah is Bereshit, but the first word of Torah uttered by Hashem, after waiting 2,448 years to reveal himself at Sinai, the first word that Hashem said to the Jewish people was a Mitzri word. So the Ashtar said it means that Hashem is willing to meet you wherever you are. There were Jews who just came out of Mitzrayim literally 50 days earlier. Some of them, it stands to reason, were still hanging on to Mitzrayim. They didn't understand that the place, even with all the preparation, the mikvah and separating husbands and wives, separating from each other and, 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 and bathing and preparing and, you know, it was before it was revealed, but saying Tikkun Kloli a lot of times or whatever they were doing to prepare themselves for Matan Torah. When they were standing by Matan Torah, as prepared as they tried to be, they were lo muchan velo mezuman to be makabal the Torah. And Hashem said, oh, don't worry, sweetheart. Don't worry. I, I'll come to you, call me to you, and I'll come to you wherever you are. You're by Mitzrayim still? You're still saying anochi instead of ani? That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you where you are. And I'll give you the Torah. I, I, I'll show you how to get out of Mitzrayim. Anochi Hashem elokecha. Anochi, Hashem Elokecha, Asher Hotzisicha Meretzrayim. I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of Mitzrayim and will take you out of Mitzrayim. Bring me to that place, and I'll turn, I'll turn the Eretz into Shemayim. 
Like the Chidush Arim said, Hashemayim, Shemayim, Lashem, Varis Nasan Livne Adam. I mean, David Melch said that's a possible tale. Hashemayim, Shemayim, Lashem, Varis Nasan Livne Adam. The heavens are heavens for God. Varis Nasan Livne Adam. And the earth was given to man. So the Chidush Arim said, he just added two words to, to the Pasuk. I mean, he didn't add it, he said it as a, as a taich. Shemayim, heaven, Shemayim, Lashem. Hashem made heaven into heaven. Shemayim, Shemayim, Lashem. Hashem will take care of Shemayim as being Shemayim. But the earth he gave to man, what, to, to, so that he can eat sushi? So that he can, you know, pillage the earth's uh, natural resources and then spill it all over the ocean? But earth's nothing living Adam for what? Those are the words he said. Shemayim, Shemayim, Hashem. Hashem will make Shemayim into Shemayim. You, the human being, you turn Eretz into Shemayim. I give you earth. To make them into heaven. And when you do that, you can take off your shoes a little bit. Because there's no difference between peeking behind the curtain and pulling off some of the beams of the roof to see the heavens, because heaven is just a... That's the silly mistake. That's the silly mistake that I, I mentioned a few, a few weeks ago in, in Chumashir. That's the silly mistake that the first Russian cosmonaut made when he, went up to, when he went up to... And he broke through the atmosphere and he got up to space. And he said, mission control, I don't see God up here anywhere. The mistake that he made is he thought that Hashem is in heaven. Hashem is not in heaven. Heaven is this place that appears to be unchanging and appears to be beyond the grasp of the human being. And even if we've been able to get there and to look around a little bit, but what can the human being do in, in heaven in Shemaim? Shemaim, Shemaim, Hashem. Hashem takes care of Shemaim. It's not that Hashem is in heaven. It's that Hashem is here on earth. He's also in Shemaim. But Hashem takes care of the Shemaim. The Shemaim is very inspiring. And we don't have the ability to manipulate it. We don't have the ability to turn it into something that's misunderstood. But the earth is begging to be a place where we can take off our shoes also. In the meantime, everybody, don't fool yourself. Don't think that because you sat in this room or in the old city of Yerushalayim and you breathed the rarefied air of, of an Eretz Kadosh for like half a second, that it's okay to let down our garden, not to work like crazy on making sure that we have good, sturdy shoes so that when the snake bites, it won't bite so hard. It won't be able to penetrate through the shoes. The person has to make good shoes to separate themselves from this earth. Not in a way of running away to the mountains and not eating normal food and not wearing normal clothing and not being and being sweet and being... That's not what I'm saying. If you know me, you know that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying, Adam la'amul yulad, Enayim, Mila, Lashon, that the Torah that we're learning should affect the way that we look, the way that we speak, what we do with our bodies. It's not just enough to learn Torah. A person has to become a Torah, become a safe Torah. I said we were singing Nigan after, but I'm, I just I can't. The Nitziv, the Nitziv, in the biography of the Nitziv that was written by his nephew, Torah Tamima, Baruch Levi Epstein, Kor Baruch is the name of the Sefer. So he tells a story there that one Simchas Torah, they were dancing with the Sefer Torah in Velazhin. That Tziv was one of the Rosh Yeshiva Velazhin together with Rav Chaim. And then Tziv was dancing with the Sefer Torah and then Tziv stumbled on the floor. And the Torah went flying and then Tziv went flying. And Rav Baruch Levi Epstein describes how all of the Talmud and Velazhin instinctively ran to go pick up the Tziv before the Torah. So that's it. 
person turns themselves into a Sefer Torah, you know it, other people know it, Zamashu Acher Legamre. To know how to say over something fancy that you heard in Shir, or to be the best guy who gets it the quickest, or. Luchbali. It's nice, it's sweet, it's a good tool. If used properly, you become an Adam Gadol Yisrael. But if used improperly, so then Talmud Chacham, who doesn't know how to operate properly, the Gemara says, Nevela is better than a dead animal, a dead animal carcass is better than that person. Because Dafka, that person, has so much potential. The beginning of wisdom is fear of God. Oh, yeah.
says So we know this Farmakadoshan tell us that Kedushe Torah, our kin, when a person is Machadesh Torah, so that's like when a person is Machadesh Torah, that's like fulfilling the mitzvah of Purvu. In fact, Rabbi Nachman said, Rabbi Nachman wrote that. Chidushe Torah is the biggest tikkun that a person could have in the realm of Inyone Bris. The biggest tikkun. The biggest tikkun is to have Chidushe Torah. A person is Machadesh Torah, it makes a big tikkun for mistakes that they made in the past. So Rav Dessler says that Yer Shamayim. Yer Shemaim is a prerequisite to Hashem revealing secrets to you. In other words, it, you could try to pull the beams off of the 
off of the roof so you could catch a glimpse. But not always do they let you in so easily, you know? You might pull the roof off and then there's trees that are growing that are blocking your view to be able to see. There's other th- things growing. Rav Dessler says, he explains this by, he has a piece in the first, in the first chilek uh, of Mechtav Melyau, Chevra, if you want to live a happy life, learn Mechtav Melyau. Wow, he has the best things to say. People don't understand what that sefer is. Whoa. In the first chilek, Rav Dessler says that the Rav Bonshi quotes this Maimar Chazal, that the Rav Olam, when he first created the world, he created these two creatures, which we think of as being mythical creatures, the Levyasam. He created two of them, actually. He, he had, there was a male one and a female one. And the Gemara very cryptically says that Hashem saw that if the two of them would mate together, they would destroy the world. And so he killed the, the female and put, put it away, lost it level for the Suda of the Levyasam. And he was Misares, the, the male. Meaning he, he, he somehow stopped the male from being able to have children, even though there was no female, so what does that even mean? The whole thing is very cryptic. Rav explains based on the Gra and other tzaddikim, and Chaver, that the Levyasan means the secrets of Torah. He proves it from the Maharal and from the Gra and from other places. It means the secrets of Torah. Sodos of Torah are related to the world of taste. To the world of taste. Pshat of Torah is related to eyesight. It's related to eyesight. Drash of Torah is related to hearing. Touch is remez. And taste is sowed. And Yerushalayim is whole, that's a whole other thing. That's smell. That's the highest. That wasn't even... Of all the things that Chava did by the Eitz she didn't smell the fruit. It never got touched. So Rav Dessler says that the Livyasan is something that we eat, lost the level. Same thing with the wine, which is put away. The Gemara talks about the wine, the Yain HaMeshumar, this wine which is put away for later. So the things that we're eating, those are, like we say in David Melech said in Tehillim, Tam'u Uru'u Kitov Hashem. Taste, and you'll be able to, the sodos are something that I can't, I can't express to you. You have to experience it. You have to really taste it to, to really know what it is. So the sodos of Torah are the Livyasan. So Hashem was worried. What does it mean? That if the two of these would mate together, Meaning to say, if the sodas of Torah would be able to proliferate and they would come for free, they would just come out very easily, it would destroy the world because the purpose of the world is that we have to choose Bechira, we have to choose even if we don't know the sod. If we, even if we don't know the secret of what tzitzis is, even if we didn't cry, like Rabbi Nachman did, the number of tears that were the number of strands of strings in his tzitzis to know what tzitzis are, Thousands of tears to know what is tzitzis. So we have to do it even if we don't know what the sodos are. If we would know all the sodos, there wouldn't be much of a choice. It would be, we would be robots. So Hashem didn't let the Livyasan come and procreate because it would have... When a person has Yerushamayim, and a person chooses to serve Hashem, Nasev and Ishma, chooses to serve Hashem even when they don't know what exactly is happening. They don't know why Hashem is asking me to do this. So then Hashem could reveal the secret anyway because you're already doing it. It's not, there's, you already proved your Bechir in that area. When a person is Moser Nefesh to fulfill a mitzvah and to keep the Torah without knowing the reason, then Hashem can reveal the reasons to them, which is the reward. That's what Rav Dessler says. 
the, the Mialdos means, here, of course, the Mialdos means is referring to these two women, Shifra and Pua, maybe Yochavit and Miriam. Shifra and Pua are the Mialdos, of course, that's the Pshat. But as I'm looking at the Pasuk now, Mialdos means the people who are saying Chidushet Torah. And it was, says the Pasuk, Vayhi ki yiru ha-mialdos, when the mialdos, those who give birth to Torah, those who are capable of fulfilling the mitzvah of Puru, like I shared with the Shanabet guys as I was walking through one of the shirim they were having, and they were talking about this Indian, I think they were writing something from Rav Tzadok with Rav Blau. And Rav Blau said, what is there, where else do we see this connection between Puru and Chidusha Torah and writing a Sefer Torah? And so I shared with him the, the, the Balaturim, that the Balaturim says in the Pasuk, in Parshas Ekev, lo akar v'akara bebehem techa. You won't have, uh, you won't have, excuse me, not bebehem techa, but by you. You won't have an akar or an akara, someone who's infertile. So the Balaturim adds two words, he says, bedivre Torah. You won't have people who are infertile in the Torah, they'll be able to be molded chidushi Torah, they'll be able to say chidushi Torah. When Hashem saw, when Hashem saw that the Mialdos feared him, so then, Asalehem Batim. He made Batim for them. What's Batim? So the Sifitzir says that the letters of the Torah are called Avanim. They're called, they're called uh, stones. And when a person starts to take those letters and he starts to put them together, so then he starts to make a little bit of a wall and he can put together and he can make Batim. They can make houses. Meaning, a person has the potential to make Chidush When Hashem looks at the Mialdos, all of you are mialdos. All of you are mialdos. Every person here has a certain chilek. We say it at least three times a day, if not more, if we get the carbonos enough, enough, by enough time and some other times. We ask Hashem, v'sein chalkeinu b'sarsech, at the end of Shimon Esther, three times a day. V'sein chalkeinu b'sarsech, I mean, gives, give me my chilek, give us our chilek. I have a chilek, you have a chilek, you have a chilek, you have a chilek. My son has a chilek, my daughter has a chilek, my wife has a chilek, my mother has a chilek, my brother has a chilek. Everybody has a chilek. And everybody's chilek, and we're asking Hashem, give us our chilek in, in, in Torah. How does a person get the chilek in Torah? So, it's beferish what the, what the Mechdev Malayo says here. That when a person is your Shemayim, so then Hashem will give you batim, Hashem will give you houses. Those are houses to live in. Chidushi Torah that a person is able to bring into the world are palaces, are palaces that they're building. Palaces that they're building. And like I said a moment ago, when a person is Mechadish Torah, when a person is Mechadish Torah, it fixes certain mistakes of the past. In the Svar Makadoshim, it once dawned on me that the, that Chet Hayadua, that Avera, which is part of what this six weeks of, and it's not a mistake, that it's six weeks, Dachka six is Yisod, Chesed Gevur, Tferes Netzachod Yisod, because the sixth, this year it happens to be eight also, that's also a Mila Dika number, because it's Shovim Ta, because it's a leap year, so we get Trumat Tzav also. So it's not by coincidence that that Chet is called, in the language of the Psalm, it's called Chatas Nu'urim. It's called the sin of one's youth. Now, what's remarkable, and is even more remarkable now in light of what we're saying here, is that the Gemara in Shabbos says that one time, 
One time, Rav Yeshua ben Levi came into the base Medrash, and they said to him in the base Medrash, whoa, did you miss something here? Psh, you missed something that we haven't heard anything like this. We haven't heard Torah like this since the days of Yoshua ben Nun. That's the Lashon the Gemara says in Shabbos. What did we hear? These, these children, these Dardiki, these young children, came to the base Medrash, and they were darshaning the letters of the Aleph Bez. They were saying over the secrets of the letters of the Aleph Bez. Gemara and Shabbos. They were saying, Aleph Bez, Aluf Bina. Aleph Bez means, the secret of Aleph Bez is Aluf Bina. Learn wisdom. Gimel Dalid, Gomel Dalim. Learn wisdom means go and educate yourself. Gimel Dalid is Gomel Dalim. Go and support the poor people. And they went on through all of the letters of the office, through literally all the 22 letters of the office, to explain the secret meaning behind every single one of the words. Meaning they took the letters, they took the stones, and they turned them into batim. Now who are these na'arim? So the Megal says these na'arim refer to Rabbi Akiva. <laughs> it wasn't a nar. Why, is it called a na- Why are they called dardiki? Why are they called children? Because a nar is somebody, even Yoshua, Yoshua Benun is called nar lo yomash mitocho'o. That's the pshat. We haven't heard stuff like this since the days of Yoshua Benun. How old was Yoshua Benun when he was this nar lo yomash mitocho'o? He was this child who didn't leave the tent. Ibn Ezra does the calculations. He was like 53 years old. Nar lo yomash mitocho'o. He was a young man who didn't. What does it mean to be a young man? It means to not be cynical. It means to be able to look at something that you've looked at a thousand times before. <clears throat> a Gemara that you've already seen before a Pasuk you've already seen before it's, maybe it's the second time or the third time or the fifth time or the tenth time you're looking at something or you heard a shear on this topic before like Rav Elchanan Wasserman was once sitting with the Chavetz Chaim in a, he was sitting in a shear Klali from the Chavetz Chaim and one of the Bachar was sitting next to Rav Elchanan Wasserman leaned over to Rav Elchanan and said he gave this shear last year and Rav Elchanan just like you know and at the end of the shear Rav Elchanan finished listening and he said he said two new chidushim this year he said two new things this year that's a nar. A nar is someone who looks. He's not wondering, what am I going to get out of this? What type of... He's looking for, he's looking for something new, and he's, he's always excited to hear something new. He's able to take the letters that he... What's Aleph, Bey, is Gimel, Dalad? What am I supposed to do with that? And to bring something new out of that. The tikkun for chatos neurim, which is also a certain level of always looking for something new and something exciting, something different, which is the way of, ch- of, of a child, which is the way of it. And that's, that's for a child, Okay. But to take that same energy and to fix it, Rabbi Nachman is saying, by, by taking that, looking for newness, looking for freshness, looking for something new to excite me, but to do it in the, in the letters of the olive base, to find the letters of the olive base and to turn them into batim, to turn them into houses. And it was, and it was, Vayihi ki yiru ha-mialdus when the mialdus would fear God, vayasalem batim. He would make for them new chidush new batim, putting together these letters to make new things that would never, they would never imagine. They could, and that's how they would use that koach. It's a koach of chidush, that koach. It could bring new life into the world, that koach. And with that koach, you can also, you can also create unbelievable Torah. So Hashem should help us. Oh my goodness. Did I light a
It's very late, but there's enough time. There's still time. <laughs> it's an important thing to know in life. If you feel like it's too late, there's still enough time. <laughs>